It's a good day to be alive, unless you're my fish, which died last Sunday. So we here at Wave of Absurdity dedicate this episode to Austin, the angel fish, uh, Rip, um, <laughs> Phil, R.I.P. in peace. The, the eulogy now. That would be great. Uh, yes, Aaron, we hardly knew ye. Aaron? Austin. Aust- Aaron Austin, we hardly knew ye. Wow! Uh, you were not the fish that died in the PlayStation box. You were not the fish of any story I've ever heard. You were a fish incognito. I'm glad you're dead. Yeah. That's I, a pet, man. I don't pet. see why people have fish as pets. But hey, I guess you brought somebody joy, even though you weren't eaten. So, good luck. In the void. What do you mean you don't understand why people have fish as pets? Oh, that's silly. How is that silly? It's a silly pet. Fish in my mind. Silly pets. What do you do? You don't take your fish out. What do you look at them? Well, go to a zoo. Go to an aquarium. You feed yeah, them. You, you enjoy. Oh, I love cleaning things constantly so my home doesn't smell. Yeah, fish, pets. <laughs> what kind of grotty places have you been into? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I guess if you have a little bowl and a little goldfish, that's the. You're no. the weakest of the fish owners. You can't even get a proper fish. You've got some carny fish. I don't understand. I've got one giant tank. Right. Um, two other tanks. And they don't smell unless like you lift up the lid, but you clean that once a week. It's, it's fine. Fish are great. They're yeah. great pets. No noise. Right. Well, where's the fun? The... Do you sit and stare at them? The fun? Or are you just like, ooh, I'll just play this bubbly little loop on my computer and have the same no, effect? No, it's good fun. What, it's have you, what fun you know? have you had with your fish in the past year? Well, you, you sort of get to know them. You get to know their, their traits. There's They're... one fish in there that doesn't like me. So it's a game. Every time I see him. So, and he's out wait, from how the long plants. did you have that fish before it got that way? Uh, well, the the fish uh, came with the tank, so I've had him for about a year <laughs> now. See, that's a bad sign if your pet, if your environment comes with a pet already included. So yeah, every time he's out, I sneak up and go, ah, got you, mm. and then we wait until the next time. That's good fun. Is this why um, the the podcast is late? No, that's your fault. How was it my fault? Because uh, I, I was ready to go at a moment's notice. What I, moment? I, Where? Why, while Phil has been fiddling with himself for a stupid amount of time, I've been coming up with new features, one of which you're going to hear today. Yes. What have you come up Possibly with? Possibly the only new feature that Owen has come up with for this podcast. Oh, it's, shut up. It's fine to see that shut up. on the fourth episode, he's finally... It takes his no, fish dying, his pet. I don't know what saying, fourth. But now, now he's got time no. because he doesn't have to smell his fish tank or stare longingly into it. I don't, I don't know why you're insulting <laughs> my pets. Ah, oh, you are making me feel very aggressive here. Me? Yes. I'm not the reason this podcast is late. I am feeling... I've been productive. I wish you harm. I wish you bodily harm. That's not something I can accomplish, though. That is not what something. What kind of friend says that? If you're listening and you'd like to know some passive aggressive ways to take care of your problems, well, I got some ideas for you. I let's say Owen lived down the street from me. Would I go and kill him? Probably not. Would I want to? Probably. Would I? No. What would I do? Passive-aggressive No, no would save me, so don't worry about that. So, here are some tips to deal with your enemies in a passive-aggressive way. Go near their house. Find some anthills. Most places have them. Put some vitamins next to the anthills. Let the ants be strong. They will be your allies. They will be your friends. When they grow big and strong, who are they going to remember? 
the guy that stepped on them, or the person that gave them vitamins. Ah, another fan favorite. Fan. I don't know why I use that term. Another me favorite. Vaseline is your friend in more way than one. Dirty, dirty Owen, dirty, dirty mind. You rub it all over every conceivable knob or handle that they own. Bonus points if you can get in their house. It just freaks them out. Vaseline on every doorknob. <laughs> how, is, not... how is that passive if you're breaking into their house? You're not hurting them. All right. I Psychologically, sh- you are. I suppose it's aggressive against their property, but you're not confronting them. You're not... Uh, so what, you, you have a problem with this, but not mutant ants, possibly, from vitamins? Because an ant's not going to take a vitamin pill and just turn into Dwayne the Rock Johnson, are well, they? Well, it's not going to walk off with the whole pill, but they're going to break it down, bring it back no, to the No, they're not. They're just going to bury it away. Generations, which is a short time, in like a year. That's, you know, that's it's like 18 generations of ants. All right. All right. So now they've got to stay at that house for long periods of time. And finally, hyper-clean their windows to the point where they're not sure they're in there anymore. Toothpaste and Windex. You will get their glass so clean that you'll wonder why you're doing work for them. These are passive-aggressive techniques short of killing Owen. Sorry, killing your neighbor short of hurting Owen or people that are like Owen. I'm in an emotional state. My fish died, and now these attacks. Sounds like a good time for you to introduce your potentially new feature. Well, it's not potentially new. It is new. It's a new potential feature. Well, while I were busy coming up with these ideas, Phil was busy. I've got a few but you poo-pooed them. Uh, Phil was too busy. Just, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing to do the podcast. So I have a feature that I want to put forward. I've got a book, and it's called How to Poo on a Date. Wave of absurdity. Very poo-heavy. And I think that these are good tips for anyone, no matter what stage in their life. Uh a lot of these uh, tips, they don't really have to deal with dating. You could just be with somebody. Uh, so it's quite universal in that feed, uh, aspect. So how to poop when people are around? Pretty much, and in certain situations. Okay. So if you like this feature, let me know. Uh, I plan to read two for you today. And uh, if you like it, then uh, I will continue. So to give you a bit of a visualization... On, on the book in front of me on the left is an illustration and under the illustration is a difficulty level uh, there are five difficulty levels and uh, on the right side is how to perform it an expert's opinion and a testimonial is five uh, which, the highest? yes five difficulty is elite so we're going to do a bit of setup and then we're going to tell you how Poo am I going to be the shitty? Oh, All right, so just imagine. Just imagine that we are taking a walk in the park. We are enjoying the smell of pine and lavender, but they remind you of your toilet's air freshener. The outdoor activity paired with familiar smells triggers something, and all of a sudden you need to go to the toilet fast. What do you do? You just go. Well, you don't want to go and embarrass yourself in front of your date, because that would be a bad thing to do. Well, how would that be embarrassing? Well, let me give you the solution. (laughs) There's seven steps to the solution. Seven? One. Go to a children's playground, telling your partner that it's important to stay young at heart. Two. Go towards the tubular slide and enter. Three. Once inside, stabilize yourself. Block your arms and legs against the borders of the slide in order to not slide down. <clears throat> Four. Now that you're hidden from view, <laughs> you can do your deed. Five. For technical reasons, we will, which we will not elaborate here, come back on top of the slide. <laughs> <clears throat> Six. As you're coming out, complain loudly. <laughs> ah! Disgusting! 
One of these little buggers. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> one of these little buggers let one go in the slide. This is hitting too close to home for you. <laughs> <laughs> there are two enormous tads in there. <laughs> Why are there two? I don't know. You, you were preparing yeah, for the next one? Yeah, lots of fiber. Seven. Pick a random child in the playground, accuse them of being the perpetrator, drag them over to their mother and tell her exactly what you think of her and how badly she has raised a child. Your partner will see the potential authoritative and responsibleness in you as a future parent. I'm a little disturbed at the two part, but... I feel like a lot of these are going to end in blaming it in another person, on another person, in another person, came out of another person. So that's how you deal with a poo in a park if there's nowhere for you to go. <clears throat> and that was three difficulty rating out of five. Uh, the second one I want to read out is a horseback. You're riding some horses. This is a moderate two out of five mm. on the difficulty scale. You could handle that. So, here's the setting, Phil. You're on a horseback ride in the forest. After a few minutes, the regular quivering in the saddle unleashes a very urgent need to go to the toilet, and you just can't wait. So what would you do in this scenario? Hmm. I, having already heard this one before, uh, I thought that you would just let your horse trail behind a little bit, and then you'd poop behind the horse. Like, you'd crouch down low, like, whoosh, like you were going fast. Just make sure you're behind your partner. And then you can just be like, whoa. It's, it's a good idea, but not the one listed here. There's only six steps to this one. One, approach her horse. Two, whip it violently in the genital area. Whip it? <laughs> yes. Okay. The pain will make the horse gallop away for at least three minutes, <laughs> which gives you enough time to do your mission. <laughs> I hope they just kind of arbitrarily decided on that number and didn't test that out, how long a horse stays away after you whip it in the nuts. Well, uh... I think it would uh, be at least three minutes. Science! Three. Stop and get down from the horse. Four. Do your deed quickly on the forest floor and cover the evidence with twigs and leaves. Jump back on the horse. Five. Gallop towards her. And six. Most importantly, continue the ride as if nothing out of the ordinary has happened. I have a problem with both of these. Considering their step-by-step instructions and their... Uh, desire to explain simple things like bracing yourself and getting off the horse, they failed to mention wiping your ass at any point. Well, you got no. three minutes. You got a pissed off girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, it's, and you got a pissed off horse. If you, you really, be quick. if you really have to shit that bad, I would think you're not going to be waiting around a long time for it to come out. Have you ever shit continuously for longer than a minute? Like, oh, this shit's going. Oh. Yes. For longer than a minute, one continuous shit. Well, not one continuous. Well, that's my question. But it comes in bulk. So, yeah. <laughs> if you would uh, like to hear more um, on this <laughs> topic, uh, let Ch- me know. There's chime in. about 150 pages. Oh so, if you do two an episode, I mean, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can come up with a scenario that's in the book. Maybe you'll stump the book. Let us know what a shitty feature that was. <laughs> oh, I'm just reading some of these, like at a concert. Well, yeah, I know you're not laughing at the podcast. You're laughing at Pass something else. Cosplay and go something at a restaurant. Yes, because you're mean. <laughs> Fuck your fish. I have a dilemma. God damn it. And now after, after 20 minutes of podcasting, it seems... Well, it seems like a bad feature. So we're going to skip it. Well, there's no way you can come off my award-seeking feature with your dilemma. But I, as I'm sure the listeners, are interested and willing to help you out. So, Phil. All right, all right. Um, concise version. My dilemma is... No, no, sorry. I'm inserting a, a story in here. Um in my teen years, when it snowed out, it was a big thing to shovel your ass off for money and then, you know, go get wrecked with said money. Uh, which is exactly what happened one winter day a long time ago. And 
after you know, a rough day of partying, me and these other dudes, we went down to the old quarry, which is perfect for a snowy day because of all the the hills and such. It's it's just a good place to, to mess around. We didn't have any sleds or anything, but there was always some sheet metal or whatever. There's just shit nearby that you could use as a sled. And we found some stuff, and we were up at the highest point in the quarry. And there was also, uh, you know, there's the shit they pull out of the quarry, um, i.e. an old tire. And we lit that tire on fire and threw it down this hill that we were going to toboggan down on this old piece of, of sheet metal because it was getting dark out, and we thought, let's just send a fiery tire down there. You know, it'll bounce into the quarry. We'll be fine. So, As you do, huh? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of lighter fluid that this dude had with <laughs> Oh, I, I swung a dead pigeon at a lamppost once. <laughs> it's related. <laughs> I can tell. So down goes the fiery tire. No, it's because you said, as you do. And my as friends were like, go on, Owen, smack it. <laughs> as you do. As smack you it against do. the lamppost. So I did. Did you Did you touch it? Uh, well, it was in a carrier bag. <laughs> I don't know why there was a dead carrier bag. A dead carrier bag. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why there was a dead pigeon in a carrier bag outside of our school, but well, there was. And then my friends were like, go on, Owen, swing at it. It's an enigma wrapped in a, well, carrier bag. Um, down the fire tire it goes. We go down after it, because, you know, coast is clear. There's no logs. People put shit in the way. As we're going down, we notice in the middle of our ride on one of the, the rocky bits that there's this dude getting blown. There's this just chick bobbing away on his cock and you know we got to the bar we're like holy shit you know we were just making a lot of noise we were you know all messed up and it occurred to me that we were making a lot of noise even before we came down um so what I'm getting at there's a moral to this story and the moral is about those two people um they they have great gusto because from their perspective, they were right next to, I guess, the what I will call the tobogganing hill. They were just right up off of it. They sat there through all the noise we were making. We were hammering the sheet metal, trying to bend it up on the front. We were hooting and hollering, chucking beer cans. So they sat there through that. Who knows what they were doing before. And they sat there through a flaming tire rolling down <laughs> next to them. And... Through four dudes going down on a piece of sheet metal, hooting and hollering, who at the bottom were like, let's go do it again and throw snowballs at him, you know, because we wanted to blast his nuts with ice. They weren't there. But, damn, I want, I want this podcast to be like, like that dude or that chick or both of them. They're, they're getting theirs no do matter you wanna what. you want to give me head? No, I want to go sledding with you. No. Yeah, look, if anybody were to give anybody head in this relationship, you'd be giving me head. <laughs> what kind of power play is this? <laughs> That's the power play where you get me off. That's the <laughs> power play. Well, who's the one thinking of who most of the time hmm? when we're not talking or recording? Well, I believe... I hear more instances of you thinking about me when I'm not even there. Yes, uh, something that, uh, I don't know how many listeners there are right now, but there's something you should be aware that happens in the, the off hours of the podcasting. There's a lot of talk in between podcasts, and because of that, I end up thinking of Owen at times where I'm really fucking angry or really lost. Or, or due to the nature of our podcast, a lot of times... Yeah, don't, don't try and sugarcoat this. I think of Go Owen... On. The most when I am taking a shit. That's when Owen pops up. When, when I'm forcing a big brown out, guess who pops into my head? Owen. When I am smelling the fecal matter as it flakes away into my current atmosphere, I am thinking of Owen. When I am looking at the toilet paper to make sure I have gotten all the shit off my ass, no. guess who I'm thinking of? Don't say it. That's right. O'Neal. So <laughs> why would you drag his there, name in the mud? There are times when, and I know he won't admit it here, but there's times when he's thought of me. There's times uh, when he's thought of me. You admitted time, one time, but that's yeah. that's not the same. And that was of you popping a boner. Oh, great! So good, good defense. Good defense. You're only thinking yeah, of me when I'm hard. Because the last time we spoke, you told a story about how you popped a boner 
on the back of a pickup truck. You make that sound like it was the the result of the conversation. Hey, no, no. no, well that's what friction. You did. No, no, no. So then I went and saw The Expendables three, which is an average movie, uh, two and a half out of five stars. Mm, not really recommended. And there's a scene where there's a pickup truck that's. Uh, you know, running away from all these bad guys. And I just thought, what would the average time be from danger to boner if Phil was in the back? I still think you're... Uh, that innocent... That's innocent. You're you're missing a, a lot of detail. Oh, uh, no, no. You got, <laughs> did you or did you not get a boner in the back of a pickup truck? <laughs> yes, you did. So that was fresh in my mind. Right. Sort of pickup truck and just thought of you. When... Uh, when do you think the next time you're going to think of me when a boner is involved? I'd like to imprint in your head right now. The next time you get an erection, voluntary or otherwise, think of me. In fact, anybody listening. The next time you are sexually stimulated, the next time you're like, oh, I can't believe how horny I am. Instantly think to this moment. Think to me talking like this, waving my hands around like a madman. I can't yeah. believe this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> Wow, it sounds like somebody's doing a terrible impersonation of O'Neill. I wonder what happened to him. What? <laughs> you grabbed the microphone for a second. <laughs> Don't you shit talk me, Tarfil. Don't you do it, mate. Holy Christ, I can't be more angry than if somebody called me a uh, a nerd in the making. No, that's not it. Is a... Nerd in denial. I think you're a nerd in denial, there, Phil. I'm not a nerd in denial. I well, I think you are, there, mate. Oh, Neil, go away. I want to talk about somebody else. <laughs> what is the sound of one O'Neill leaving? Um, Thanks for having a civilized conversation with him. I didn't. So, for once. I didn't. Uh, Acknowledgement. I didn't acknowledge of his existence. The day <laughs> I, acknowledged, has come. I acknowledged your being, O'Neill. Uh, O'Neill's being, yes. He is a real person. We got an email. <laughs> Stop the presses. We had to, in order to get the email. Uh, there is a bit of a scandal underway. I don't know if you noticed between the YouTube release. And one of our frequent, nay, I say, um, VIP listeners. Well. VIL. Of Ville. Uh, which is Monique. Very important listener. Very good. Very. Yeah, you very got the context clues. <laughs> hey. Wouldn't expect that from you or O'Neill. So. Again, here we go. <laughs> this podcast isn't an outlet for you to shame and belittle me. I know it's not an outlet, it just happens to be a repository of where all that shame falls together. I'm a good friend, because I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Did you? And I know at the end of the day, you care about O'Neill and I. Alright, this isn't a slight, but an observation. You don't read any of the uh, comments on YouTube, right? Uh, no, I do. So you'll know this scandal involving Monique. Yeah, I was going to comment... But you didn't, so what what would you say now? You're about, let's pretend, you're commenting on the YouTube video. The comment is as follows. Winticket7 said, Ha! Monique, sounds just like I thought. I'm just, I I don't have the the, the video up. A nerd in denial. He essentially called Monique, who sent us a vocaroo, Nice enough to send us a vocaroo, little poem, a little depressing, but she sent us something. And now somebody's calling her a nerd in denial. What does that even mean? I don't know. So, uh, I'm just going to read this email here. First, I just want to say that Win Ticket 7 thinks I sound like a nerd in denial. Ha ha ha! Laugh out loud. I do admit that I am a nerd. 4.3 GPA. But I don't know what I'm in denial of, though. Apparently, Win Ticket 7 thinks he knows me better than I do. Win Ticket 7, we await your response. Do you know Monique <laughs> better than she does? Let us know. Oh, my God, please. Please, Win Ticket 7, for the love of God. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. 
Uh, Monique goes on. Second, I did not make the connection that the poem related to Robin Williams. Awkward. To be fair, Monique, it's just Owen being dinky. Third, thanks for the congrats. I was really self-conscious about actually sending my voice to you guys. We'll see. You don't have to be, because you're the only one that did. Other people, if you're listening, still a chance. Send in some vocaroos. Doesn't matter what. We just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, And we're never tired of getting emails from you, Monique. Never. All right. um, So we're obviously very concerned about that scandal in the making. Um, Hopefully, if it develops, we can get those two together for an interview. (laughs) Yeah, or at least uh, a vocaroo. I mean, I feel like the first thing that Monique should have said was, Where's your vocaroo, win ticket? Where's your vocaroo? So... With that in mind, I am going to jump to the next email that we got, which is, is very telling, very startling. Is it, it going to make me feel good? Because I've been in the firing line. It'll make you feel good, I'm sure. Okay, good. It'll Thank make you, you feel, feel real good. Yeah, well, I hope so. This is from Dave. Good day, Owen and Phil. Good day. Yes. Well, and the email address also indicates Straya. So... I was just emailing in to say hello for the first time. I've enjoyed all of your episodes, but have only found the time to email in recently. We understand. Phil was correct to feel cheated with regards to the recent lateral thinking. At some point, the person on the island would have to cross some wall of flame. You also don't seem to recognize how quickly fire can move through dry vegetation. It would be very difficult to outrun the fire and have enough time to light another fire. Now, I know why you're going to say wrong, Owen. Because you're viewing this island as a donut, where there's a starting point, and that it will move around like a stopwatch, the second hand on a stopwatch, where there will be... No, 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 it's a circular um, island. And let's say the right side catches on fire it's going to burn all the way through up to the middle and uh, already by that time you're at the other end of the island setting the fire in front of you so at no point are you walking through fire at all whatsoever right but no. I thought the whole point of that little thinking how uh, David goes on to say furthermore <laughs> well no I just I don't like talking about... Uh, to be fair, David, um, Owen does pick the lateral thinkings that are the... I don't know what the word to use. The the most laughable of the lateral thinkings. Furthermore, I vote for Phil and all previous master debaters. It doesn't count. While this will not deem the need for a recount of the votes, I think he deserves the recognition. Well, thanks. For what? Subpar arguments? Thank you, David. Thank Please. you. Please. Anyway, all the best for your future podcast from David, who obviously is a connoisseur of master debater, somebody that recognizes. Well, yeah. True. Thanks for trying to. True debates for true Roman citizens. An error in one of our features, which I have corrected. So there, there was no mistake to correct, but thanks for trying. Now they're going to happen. We run a tight ship over here. Oh, speaking of ships, they speak funny languages. It's only time for our new feature, Lingo. Oh, oh man. Lingo. Sorry, so I thought something this else feature happened. Yes, was... explain the feature. Okay, I will yes, stop good. talking. <laughs> Thank you. you. No, I would appreciate that. All right. Good. Go ahead. Thank you. Now's so, the time. Yes, well. Please start speaking. Okay, well, if you would stop. I have. Well, <laughs> you don't, so shut up. All right. <laughs> you stopped drinking so loudly. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Lingo. So this feature was part of an original six um, features that we we're going to give a run through. And at the end, you would decide which feature stays. Now, immediately, we haven't been good at keeping 
this up. Owen, um, Owen hasn't been good. I have all the new Well, pictures. no, because the first season, well, the, not the first episode we introduced this, I brought up the fact yeah. that we're not actually doing no. a new feature. You skimmed over that, that and just no, said, that, screw it. <clears throat> and then we had the other podcast where we haven't really done it. Everything Phil was prepared. As planned. So uh, here we are with, this is why I had to go back and, you know, buy a book. This is why we're late. To help uh, bring some filler. So, hopefully, Phil will get his stuff together. So, Lingro, this is a segment that you can vote if it goes well, which I don't really see has a lot of longevity. Oh, now you're all about that. Before, you're like, I love this idea. Uh, it wasn't recorded, so I don't know what you're on about. So, Lingro, vitamins Phil is considerably ancient compared to un- <laughs> compared to me. <laughs> So, <laughs> see see what you do? You start berating me, and then I start berating I could, you. Normally, I could figure out what words you're going to say, but you started with un. I'm like, yeah, not, well, then, it's then not I thought... me. It's not Owen. <laughs> like, how does that even work? <laughs> I thought, no, I shouldn't do this. So then I tried to bail, and it didn't work. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be the All nice right. one today. Oh, so you admit to being the rude one all the other times. Please continue with your explanation well, not all the other of times. lingo. As he There's was sometimes saying, where there is I come a in considerable a bit, age difference. When I come in a bit soldier, but then there's other times when Part you're of the charm just like, no. Of our relationship is that age difference. And because of that, there was a lot of lingo back in his day. And a yeah. lot of lingo back in my day. We're constantly having to explain things to each other. So we've picked three. Just three. Sayings or just words from our past. And, uh, yeah. Lingo. Lingo. Uh, so I I'll don't know if you want to do one and I do one, vice versa, vice versa. Yeah, yeah, we'll go back. We'll see how they compare. Uh, age before a beauty. Uh, one thing you that. You I'm pretty? Well, I'm saying you're not old. Uh, one thing. This I'm is pretty. Uh, I'm starting with the. You want to give me a head? The highest. You would be the one giving me a head. I'm going to start with the <laughs> well, highest ranked one in my mind. Where's the beef? Is a saying that ugh, was just beat into the ground uh, from a popular commercial for Wendy's, which is like a Burger King. Um, that was their campaign that they had more meat in their burgers, and they had a little old lady in your generic stories going where's the beef whenever she looked in her hamburger where's the beef that was a very popular commercial so everybody started using it whenever you felt ripped off if you didn't get your due if if your paycheck was short you'd open it and be like whoa whoa, whoa. where's the beef lingo owen well i haven't got any origins or anything well that's the only one i know uh, the origin for all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> that was usually said when you think you're you're it. You think you're the shit. You you got some uh, new shoes. You walk into school. You're looking swank, and they go, "Hey, you know, do you like all my stuff?" And they go, "Oh yeah, you're all that and a bag of chips, are you?" <laughs> I realize I realize the problem with this segment now is that your lingo from back in the day is also my lingo from back in the day. <laughs> Well, yeah, you are at a disadvantage. All right, all right. Well, then I have one, I think. Um, You know what? Now that I think about it, you've probably used this before. Damn Skippy. Oh, damn Skippy. Yeah, yeah. Another way of being like, you're damn straight. Damn Skippy. No idea of the origins. I know Skippy is a type of peanut butter, but I don't know why you'd want to damn it, because it's tasty. Um, You didn't have damn Skippy down, did you? No, I had probably one of the most annoying ones back when I was growing up. Uh, talk to the hand. Okay, okay. yeah. Right. Now, what made this one particularly annoying is every time somebody would say talk to the hand, they vigorously <laughs> shoved their hand in front of your face and waved it. Talk to the hand! Talk right, to the right. hand! And the amount of times I would just punch somebody for doing that. My sister um, didn't really punch her, but... Uh, she, oh. <laughs> As a kid, just I went touching a hand. Talk that that's n- nightmare fuel for me. It's just seeing a hand just wave in front of my face, and it's so annoying, and it's ingrained in my memory, and I hate it. 
Uh, if people do that to you, just a little tip, generally, particularly if they're sticking their palm in your face, if they're like, talk to the hand, and they stick, you know, they splay their fingers in front of you, lick their palm. Well, I, I used to do that. See? But then some hands taste <laughs> funky. It must be some weird instinct that you <laughs> Palm? <laughs> Well, whatever's yeah. It says I don't get. What's the worst thing? I mean, it's your sister. What's what's her palm gonna taste like? Her own vagina? I mean, what's the oh, (laughs) Oh, tasteless or tasteful? Oh, nine at the time. (laughs) You're a sick man. Play her that part for me in the future, would you? Absolutely not. (laughs) Because you know what her hand tastes like. I also have now. If you've heard this one, I'll be surprised. Bomb diggity. Ah, the bomb diggity iggity. <laughs> no, no, you don't get to expand upon that. It's the whole reason we separated from your friggin' uh, queenish rule. I don't know why I was worried about being unpatriotic there. Yeah, bomb diggity is just something that's much better than the bomb. Oh shit, that's the bomb. No, that's the bomb diggity, my friend. That is the bomb diggity. Diggity iggity. Stop. Oh, man. You cannot make that sound any more white, can you? Hey, man. Ickety, This podcast is so bombed. Oh, Christ. And your final lingo? Uh, This one. To get around swearing. Uh, Again, this kid's chinny. Chinny? Chinny. Usually, when somebody says chinny, they start slapping and they go, chinny. And, uh... That signifies uh, just basically like bullshit. All right, but you wouldn't happen to know why that is, would you? Uh, no. We just <laughs> we just did it. Okay. Like somebody starts, you know, sprouting shit in the playground, you just go, ah, oh, chinny. Chinny. Mm. And then you just, uh, you've settled your score then, really, at that age. By slapping your own chin. That's very weird. All right, well, uh, you, the listener, I'm sure... Have one. <laughs> yes. Or two. Email them in. <laughs> At your earliest convenience. Wow. No. no. <laughs> it's just my wife. I can ignore that. Um, <laughs> I'm glad she doesn't listen to this podcast. So me, O'Neill, my sister, now your wife, you're on a rampage. <laughs> if you have any lingo that you feel is specific to your area or is something that would stump us let us know if you use any of our lingo in a conversation and don't get smacked if you lick somebody's palm when they're giving you the hand job email us contact you're like 37 at wave of absurdity at handjob.com now I feel like debating Oh, you certainly seem to be in the mood for it. Well, you certainly seem like you're in the mood to lose. Them be words, Phil. Them be words. I'd like to point out that Owen has thought of the master debater and only given it to me about an hour ago while he schemed and plotted. And he will now read the results from the last master debater. Well... Let me just say... No, you cannot just say, I have mentioned that you are going to read out the results. You must read the results and not make any comment on anything else. The uh, Master Debater episode we're going to be doing today, I thought of... Results! A minute before he rang me, so there we go. So this one is a long time Oh, so I did have to ring you. Okay, Uh, that's on me. Go ahead. So this one was a, uh, a long time coming. I think it was about two or three weeks ago that this debate took place and it was the good old days versus the future and of course Phil being the crotchety old man that he is yeah he did he spat a lot of chinny (laughs) (laughs) that was very audible there so (laughs) he was for the good old days and I was for the future and the results are in and the poll is closed so Phil can't you know claim nonsensical bullshit once again and (laughs) uh, I won yes yes. I like to chalk that up to the 
lack of longevity in our listening audience. Most of you aren't even out of college. You don't understand. The good yeah, old days are better. I think better. you just don't put up a good debate. Speaking of debate, our topic of debate is swimming trunks versus speedos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. What did you think it was? No, I I, I thought it was no. I, this is what I thought it was. I thought you were gonna. I really thought you were gonna switch it around at the last second. No, no, no. Okay. No. Won't do that to you. Fair no, game. No, you would. Uh, well, no, I I wouldn't. So. Okay. But but you would. Okay. Well, no, I, I wouldn't. I said okay after what I said, so that's the end of the conversation. No, okay. So okay, but I won't. Okay, all right. We all know how massive the wax number generates. Seventy-two. That's me. No. Oh yeah. Oh no. Uh, third third season. I'm See, out again. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm yeah, out again. All right. So I don't like explaining the rules, but do I have to explain the rules to you? Jesus. Go on. Fill us I, out, meant, I am even. No, 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 72. I meant with the All game. Right. So I'm going to go for the trunks and leave the speedos to the creepy old man. <laughs> and we'll generate again to see who goes it's first. It's me. 56. Um, you know, I, I think... <laughs> Hurry up! <laughs> I'm thinking. I, well, that's why I'm assuming you'll be quick. I'll go first. In you got your your clock Phil ready. Phil will go first. I've decided. <laughs> All right. So you got a minute and a half. Take your time whenever you're ready. Now, peacocks, peacocks, peacocks. I want you to remember that word because it is the crux of my debate here. Do you go to the beach? Do you go swimming to enjoy the water? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're going to get a tan. The point is, we are sexual creatures. Like peacocks. We display ourselves. Maybe I shouldn't associate peacocks with wearing tight swimwear. But, as we're alienating an entire gender, I'm going to get very specific, men. You want to show women... Ah! I don't know what that was. You want to show women something's falling apart in here. You want to show women your junk, okay? Not illegally, all right? That's just ew, all right? But you want them to know about your package. You're not going to do that in trunks. You want to do it the legal way. You want to go to the pool. You want to be alpha. You want to be like, hey, ladies... I'm the man. Not only am I the man, I can control my erections. I have a big cock, and I can control my blood flow. I'm going to wear these tight-ass speedos to show you what's going on in the back, what's going on in the front, and what's going on pretty much everywhere. It doesn't matter if I'm old or fat. You need to see this. It's not about the tools. Oh. Good stop. Time. Oh, really? I don't want to end on it's not about the tools. All right, I will take my minute and a half. <clears throat> now, a tool, a tool, a tool. <laughs> what Phil is, and what he's using speedos for, a tool for perversion. I can't believe... <laughs> I can't believe he's opening his debate and basing his foundation... On perversion, walking around and showing his little small ween bean <laughs> without getting arrested. Erections, not arrested. Well, no, because if you, you if you got your speedos on, you could show your ween bean practically, and that's fine. But you flop it out, you get arrested, right? So that's what you want to do. You want to show your genitalia to people without getting arrested, which is a weird thing, and it's, it's kind of thrown me. A bit, so <laughs> kudos to you. So <laughs> the advantages of of trunks is, of course, less sun cream. What does less sun cream mean? 
uh, more money saved because you can make that bottle of sun cream last longer. Yes, we're, we're living in a, a credit crunch, people. We need to save money whenever we can. Pockets. We all know there's dirty thieves roaming around in speeders out there. All right, you keep your most valuable things in your pockets, like your phone. You get a waterproof case, you have it with you, you get lost, <laughs> you can phone your mum for help. All right? <laughs> it's a tool for safety. And it's my time. I'll take my time now. Yeah. Wow. I cannot possibly emasculate my opponent any more than he just has himself by saying you can keep your phone in your swim trunks in case you need to call your mother. I don't want to say this is apple and oranges, but maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, Who needs pockets in the swimsuits, really? You got swimsuit on because you're going in the water. You don't need your pockets. And I think men will agree with me in this whole scenario. I'm most guys most guys wouldn't care. They're going in the water. They'll wear what the hell they're wearing. They don't care about getting changed. They only change into it because it's what you're supposed to do. And yeah, you don't get arrested if you don't get an erection. I mean, sure, you might, you might bait it out and hide your heart on inside your loose swim trunks and sit there with your hands in your pockets, dialing your mom while you're feeling good. You could do that if you want. Or grow up. Get tight. Wear some speedos, huh? It's, it's the beach. It's the pool. I, I don't understand what you're trying to hide. Okay, everybody knows it's there. Only people are looking are the people that are repulsed or interested, or both. So, I really don't think the sunscreen defense. Yeah, because those six inches that's gonna yeah. make a difference. I don't think not He hasn't really addressed my things I'm, I'm talking about you trunks didn't have as anything an item. to address trunks as an item is practical pockets the practicality of it all I was just using the trunks item as a scenario that you might want to call your mum and he uses it as a tool as an insult and not actually trying to bunk what I said uh, decency I mean need I say that if you're wearing uh, trunks you got a lot more decency than you would do with the speedos <sighs> erections again he pointed up on this what if you're one of those people that can't maintain an erection what if you just see a surprisingly hot person and bang you're, you're Johnny Rocket over there alright what was if you I don't know you're a masochist and you fall over and you cut yourself next thing you know <laughs> you're, yeah it happens alright what he he's not mentioning is that trunks are not just swimwear alright time no, I got a minute and a half. Trunks are not just swimwear. You, you can take your trunks because they're so you know fashionable. Uh, they usually have a lot of funky designs like a Hawaiian and whatnot. You can wear <laughs> them just as shorts. You can go out and wear them as shorts on a mildly cowardly day, and nobody's going to look at you differently. Nobody's going to think, "Oh, he's a bit weird." No, you're just grooving down the street with your stylish shorts. You walk down the high street in a pair of speedos on a cloudy day. People are going to be running from the hills. You pair of it. Time. I'll take my minute conclusion now. Sure, you're not supposed to walk down a crowded city street in your Speedos for the beach or the, or the pool. Uh, if you want to be one of those Nancys that walks around with netting in your pants, because you what? You cut it out. Well, then you might as well get shorts. Oh, oh what? You really, you, need that, you really need that tropical print that looks like somebody vomited all over your pants? No, 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 no. Jeez, oh man, fashion, <laughs> shorts. I don't think my opponent has any idea what he's talking about. Other than the fact that small dick people wear trunks, big dick people wear Speedos. Vote the way you feel about your penis. Women, vote about what you like to see. A nice, attractive man, very fit in Speedos, or some dumpy, three-foot, hairy little troll wearing trunks gumming up your swimming pool I think it's fair to say trunks are not practical time I'll take my minute conclusion now again he hasn't really debunked anything the pros the pros of trunks <laughs> summer wear again you can wear them practically whenever you want 
Alright, you can't do that with speedos. So it's accessible. Alright, it's there, it's ready, it's on the go. Bonus. Alright, problem for men. You can hide it more easily. Very useful in any scenario. Alright, if you put Phil in a scenario where he had to get a boner in the middle of a playground and he had to choose between trunks or speedos, <laughs> which is he going to go for? Yeah, trunks. Uh, the pockets, again, how insanely useful, right? Pockets on, are on the invention level of sliced bread. That's how good they are. We use them every day. Could you imagine Time. walking around with no pockets? No. Because it's just an absurd notion. So Time. vote for the shorts. Time. Email in. Even if you know there's a vote coming up on PC Gamer 999 fan page. Also Facebook. on the Twitters and uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube, Ooh. it'll be a link. He calls there. it the Twitter. The YouTube. Yeah, the, the Tweeters and the YouTubes. So if you don't fancy joining a Facebook group, you could follow me on the Tweeters. PC Gamer 99, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you already know where you are, so well done. But we will obviously would like to hear you chime in. If you have the time, email in contact at waveofabsurdity.com. Uh, i got a feeling that's another one you've lost. I've got a feeling. The same type of feeling that you won't have. Oh, no, wait, I'm the one. Speedos, they probably outside of the debate. I'm surprised you didn't bring up a circulation I don't need to. Not when there's so many pros for trunks. Okay. And you didn't really bring anything to the table with your small package of debate. Time for some news! (laughs) Fantastic. In August, for the 12th straight year, a group of Japanese adult film actresses have volunteered their breasts to raise money for an AIDS prevention charity event shown on an X-rated cable TV channel from Tokyo. That's God's work right there. Yes, the 12-hour-long squeeze-a-thon, or boob aid, (laughs) sold individual fondles to men for donations (laughs) of at least $9. Fondles. With donors required first to spray on disinfectant. Yeah, what, naked boobies? Jesus. Yeah, wow. So, 4,100 pairs of hands roamed the nine actresses. So, let's see, that's... 4,100 pairs of hands, so that's, you know, it's 2,000 men. Okay. Nine actresses. So that's almost, uh, well, you know, it's 180, 190 per woman over 12 hours. So, uh, well, we'll just round it up to 200 squeezes per woman, 12 hours. That is uh, one... You know, it's it's like sixteen or seventeen men groping your science at work, groping your tits per hour on average. Sixteen to seventeen men grabbing them tatas. Nine bucks a piece, at least. <laughs> do you remember the first time you squeezed them? I do. I think I talked about it here. It was called Tune in Tokyo. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did I feel boobs, I. Possibly wrenched the nipples of the woman <laughs> that I was feeling, the girl, we were kids. Um, so you got your nine dollars worth. <laughs> tune in Tokyo, tune in. These knobs are broke. <laughs> uh, Do you have any news? Because I have another article. Uh, no, you said you had news, so I didn't. Ah, uh, yeah, this is about uh, your hometown <laughs> uh, in Plymouth, uh, Hobbit, Hobbit, Hobbitville. Uh, the UK's Barnet Council got aggressive in August against a landlord in Hendon in North London. Whatever, it's all the same. Who had defied like an earlier five hours order. away from me. So. Well, yeah, still. Whatever. I mean, n- not even close. That's that's where all your friggin' hobbits live. All your friends, right? Bilbo no. tea baggins. <laughs> um, what, what is this? Anyway, what are you doing? Uh, in that area, there are uh, some people who had defied an earlier order to stop offering a too small apartment for residential rental. 
Landlord Yakov Marum said tenants were still eager for the room, even though the entryway required most people to drop to all fours since it was less than 28 inches high, <laughs> which is therefore a fire code violation. Council offers checking on the earlier order against Marum found a couple still residing there, paying the equivalent of $685 a month. Good God. How do they... Are you sure there's nobody living? We see feet! Come on! <laughs> Somebody's living here. Six, eight, Did you I, do that? It depends on the other amenities. I mean, I could put up with a 28-inch <laughs> entrance if it's like a 28,000-acre lot, you know, a huge, huge house. You just can't get in unless, <laughs> you, know, you know, you get on. I, they keep a lot of relatives out, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Inmate Corey McQuery, 33, passed away in Jessamine County, Kentucky, lockup in August of a methadone overdose. According to state police, another inmate had soaked a pair of underwear in methadone when he was out on release, then brought the item to the jail for McQuery, who tore off piece and swallowed them. Oh, who tore off piece after piece and swallowed them. What the fuck? Can you pick another garment of clothes, maybe? To soak in methadone? Why does it have to be Well, underwear? it's just like me. When I see a palm, I have to lick it. When he sees undies, he has to eat them. <laughs> That's got to be tough, going into the store. Like, it's not got methadone in it. <laughs> Unclear on the concept. A 20-year-old woman was arrested in Seattle in August after calling the police to complain that she was being harassed by a man who was following her. Police arrived to find that the stalker was simply trying to get his phone back after the woman stole it from him. <laughs> the nerve. What the hell? What the hell? Uh, we always admire listeners who send in news articles. Doesn't matter if it's local. You saw something, you read something, you heard something that tickles you in that special Speedo area. Mail it on in. I feel as if we miss a woman's perspective on these wave of absurdity. Not wave of absurdity. Uh, these master debaters. Well, on this particular one, sure. So if you're a woman, If you're chromosomally challenged... <gasps> I didn't just go there. Edit that out. What did you say? Nothing. Didn't you their chromosomes? <laughs> So, email. <laughs> I think that's a yes. Contact at wave of absurdity. Smooth. At hotmail. No! <laughs> Sorry. Contact <laughs> at wave of absurdity dot com. At hotmail dot com. No! <laughs> Just tell them. Wave of absurdity at hotmail dot com. They know no. this. It's at contact. All right, that time I legitimately messed up. <laughs> Owen will now give you the correct email address. Contact at wave of absurdity at hotmail.com. <laughs> oh, man, I am hungry. No wonder why we don't get any emails. <laughs> they go to the wrong place. This is terrible. We should check that email one day. Never. Um, I'm hungry, so you know what this means. It's time to go. Mamma mia! It's time for mouthfill. I'd like to point out that for this particular mouthfill, I'm eating foreign substance from uh, leftovers from Friday. You're, you're, you're eating soup, all right? It is Stop. soup, but it's coagulated soup. It, I, I, I had to break it. I took it out of the fridge. I had to break it up because of the coagulated fat or whatever. There's like potatoes bobbing around like icebergs. I'm assuming uh, that she called it cheeseburger soup, that there's beef in there. Hopefully not just puddles of cheese floating around. I'm going to go heat that up, and then you are going to listen to me eat it while reading out of my Mad Magazine. Yeah, I'll be right back. I don't want to eat this. Oh, man. This is probably the most excited I've been for a mouthful <laughs> in a while. Let me get this out. I'm going to be reading uh, Little Known Poetry Factoids as written 
by Jeff Cruz. <laughs> Let us know how it tastes. Uh, fuck you, Jeff. All right, I guess let me the, take the a wire. Taste. Wire. Uh, what? <laughs> you can't just go wire, wire, and expect me to know what that means. The buzzing wire. Is it still? Uh, no, it's done. All right. You need to get a new wire. Yes, yes. All right, let me try this. D- don't say yes, yes. Hang on. It's been three podcasts and it still persists. Hmm. I got to point out the soup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like chewing on a rubber ball. A nice McDonald's cheeseburger. Oh, all right. The Raven was originally a light verse about a singing ostrich. But Edgar Allan Poe's editors demanded a total rewrite. The term iambic pentameter is this is nasty? This is absolutely nasty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the term iambic pentameter is simply a phrase invented by English teachers to confuse students and doesn't actually mean anything. This is a big hunk of meat. <laughs> My teeth are literally bouncing off of this. <laughs> mm. Despite its reputation as an ancient art form, the first haiku actually written <coughs> in 1775. The phrase, I was a poet but didn't know it, was the first thing written by Homer. Uh, why am I still eating this? <laughs> Finally. The least used rhyme in a contemporary song. <laughs> Stalagmite, Yamblite. Used only once. By Leonard Cohen in 1973. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Oh this tea has never tasted so good. <laughs> Tune in next time when Phil goes down the Japanese aisle of a supermarket. Oh. Some, probably some squids or something. Why is my aunt trying to kill me? <laughs> Did it taste of cheese burgers? There's potatoes in there. I know that much because I was able to chew them before <laughs> swallowing. <laughs> but the gumball-shaped bits of meat, well, I'll have a look at them when I poop them out. That was by far the worst mouthfeel for me, simply because I really didn't get any nourishment out of it. Well, I hope we could do some more funky foods think that will add a lot to the future <laughs> I'll just start collecting random leftovers why not you could be that guy Ugh. that gives me a head well <laughs> this is the uh, this is the perfect example of why these features such as this such as mouthfill are at the end because I'm done talking uh, I enjoyed you listening thank you Remember, if you want my poo book to continue, let me know. We're driven by viewer feedback. Contact at waveofobsanity.com. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought of Linger as a recurring feature. (laughs) Wouldn't that be good? Sorry, I had another spoonful. Vote. (laughs) Why are you eating it? (laughs) Because I'm hungry. You're like a feral child. I'm so sad. I've never been this sad while chewing food. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so guilty. (laughs) Possibly forever. 
That's so bad. Oh. <laughs> Stop eating it. Oh, that, I can't. <laughs> Stop it! What are you doing? There's only a little bit left. Oh, all right, all right. I need a cracker. End the podcast, please. Well, oh, remember to vote. Master debater. Send the links. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Um, it's all there. And that's pretty much it. It started out quite Owen Agro, but I think I reeled you in. You're referring to the listener. I'm referring to you. I hate you. No, you don't. All right. I love everybody, <laughs> even you. Thanks, Phil. I'd rather eat this than talk to you. Fuck you, Olympia. Those are the same. <laughs> those are the same sounds that you popped a bone or two. Have you got one? Uh, you got a stiffy yet? Screw you, O'Neill. It's not O'Neill, it's Owen. Well, screw all of you. Alright. Well, that's way more than enough of me chewing. Oh, hello, Terrafil. I've already stopped my recording. What you eating there, lad? So it's pointless. She eating some yummy dare soup? Huh? <laughs> I know, that, that really came up. That was disgusting. 